Welcome to the fifth episode of the My Hero Academia podcast. This week we have a new segment and then we will be covering anime episode 53 entitled The Test. After that we will be covering manga chapter 191 entitled Dabby, Hawks and Endeavour. My name is Sophie. And my name's Kendra. And let's get started. Let's jump right into the new segment. Uh, Horikoshi, as you've probably seen on Twitter or like any form of social media, was at Comic-Con. Uh, he was there July 21st and July 22nd, I think. And we learned some like interesting tidbits just from people asking him questions and he answered through a translator. Uh, some of the favorite stuff. I'm not going to cover all the questions because there were a lot of them, but just some tidbits are his favorite superhero is Spider-Man just because he finds him very relatable, and he also cosplayed as Spider-Man once, which is kind of cool. Uh, Mineta is inspired by grapes, which I don't think surprises anybody. It is like sticky grapes, so maybe that's a little interesting. And I think what my favorite fact kind of from all this is someone asked Horikoshi, what does a hero mean to you? And he answered, I thought that a superhero is someone who gives you anti-anxiety just from existing. Over the course of my work, that has changed as it progresses, but I think it'll change more. And it's kind of cool that the idea of hero is fluid, but also just like, I love the anti-anxiety line, because that's kind of like All Might in a nutshell, that just existing makes you less worried. And I don't know if... Or actually, okay, no, that's a spoiler for Nanga. I thought that was really interesting as well. Especially the bit with the smiling, it all makes more sense and pulls it in. Yeah. Also, Mineta's sticky grapes thing is disgusting. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> you don't want to think about perverts and stickiness. No, oh, thank you. Uh, uh, Horikoshi didn't say sticky grapes. That was me thinking it, but still. Oh! <laughs> uh, uh, and if Horikoshi could have a quirk, he would have Todoroki's quirk, because he hates the heat, so he would like to have a built-in AC. And uh, one very interesting tidbit was that someone asked, Deku's mom is in the series, but will we ever find out more about Deku's dad? And Horikoshi replied, that will be revealed in the future. So fingers crossed for more uh, Mr. Midoriya. Who knows if we'll like see him just at graduation like we theorized before, or if he's a villain, like who knows, but apparently we'll learn at least something. And there was some kind of interesting question asked where we, we've learned that, okay, this is spoilers for the manga, so if you're anime only, skip the next 30 seconds, but that when Toga ingests blood, she also gains the quirk of the person. And someone asked if she ingested Hakakura's blood, would she turn invisible? And Horikoshi said no. And that's had people a lot asking questions about how her quirk works or whether or not like it's always on. And I think it is that it's kind of the same idea that if she were to eat Tokoyami's blood, I think she would gain Dark Shadow, but I don't think she'd get a hawk head. So if she can't do the... The mutation quirks. I wonder if, um, Shizo, you know, he has the, uh, the Jubilee Arms quirk, and he, where he creates all the arms, and they've got his eyes and mouth and nose and things on. Oh, I don't think so. That's a mutation. I wonder if... So his blood would just be useless to her. I guess so. I never really thought of that. Maybe she couldn't transform into him at all. Okay, but continuing on, the, oh, the light novel series that have been coming out in Japan for a bit, they're going to be translated in, into English. They're going to be titled My Hero Academia School Briefs, which just sounds like underwear to me. Like, I can't see it as anything else. That's going to come out in spring 2019. And we also learn that My Hero Academia Two Heroes is going to come to US and Canada this September. The English dub is going to be out for the movie September 25th and 27th and 29th. And the original Japanese with English subtitles will be September 26th and October 2nd. So I'll probably see it both dubbed and subbed, just because it sounds really cool. We also know that next week there's going to be a color page and a character poll because it's going to be the fourth anniversary of My Hero Academia. It doesn't feel like it's been around for that long, but it really has. And also keep your eye out because I'm pretty sure we, that English speakers like will also be able to vote in this through the English Shonen Jump. We'll have like our own separate poll. So vote for Kirishima or vote for All Might. I, I want All Might to win or Kirishima. Like I love Deku, but I want someone. Because Bakugo always gets second or like first sometimes. I'm like, no, we need to get the true heroes to win. Oh yeah, he got first last time, didn't he? When we find out how we can vote 
uh, we will put it on our Twitter page. Also, the places where you can see the films haven't been released yet. Hmm. Funimation responded to one of our uh, statuses about that. But when we find out, we'll post that on our Twitter as well. So keep build. And we also know, speaking of the movie, there's going to be a 15-page spin-off manga about Melissa, who appears in the movie. It's going to be by Yoko Akiyama. And it turns out the fourth anniversary. We're thinking of doing something special, but it's still up in the air. We don't quite know what we're going to do yet. But if you have any ideas, tweet at us or like email us and let us know what you think. And Horikoshi did a drawing celebrating Comic-Con. He apologized for like kind of being nervous or quieter, but he, it was mainly just because he doesn't speak English that well. So he was very nervous, but he loved it. It was a very cute drawing with like All Might. And it also had like most of the students in the background as well. Apparently, the three that were dancing, it's like dance that's to a popular song in Japan. So it's like kind of a reference, even though I don't really get it. That's kind of cute. Oh, and one, okay, one last thing is that My Hero Academia manga nabbed seven of the top 20 spots on the US monthly book scan for a June list. So manga is really getting very popular. It was also like crazy crowds at Comic-Con. So I guess now the industry kind of knows how much people enjoy manga and this series. So hopefully they'll do some stuff about it. <laughs> I guess like just getting the movie here both in subbed and dubbed is really cool. Like even for One Piece, it was only dubbed in theaters, not subbed as well. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. I watched uh, an interview from Comic-Con last year with Chris Sabat, who plays, uh, is a voice actor for All Might, and Justin Brimer, who is with, is, who plays Izuku. And Chris Sabat has been around for years. Like he voiced, um, his voices in Dragon Ball. And he said that when he's going to Comic-Cons, now people are asking as much about Hero Academia as they were about um, Dragon Ball. So he thinks that anime and especially My Hero Academia is becoming much more, like anime in a whole is becoming much more ingrained in pop culture than it ever used to be before. Oh, and I know the translator for My Hero Academia got a uh, like notebook that like, kind of he designed to imitate uh, Deku's hero notebook. He got that sign. <laughs> and then also a fan did a similar thing as well. But I think the translator was the only one who did because it was like campus notebook, but Deku's is like campos, so it's like spelt wrong and he like changed it so it was that, which is kind of cool. And there's been some like awesome cosplays at Comic-Con, like just like there are some really cool ones. Some of the cosplayed as Hawks, I think I follow them now. Okay, so now we're going to start our anime segment. So again, this is episode 53 entitled The Test. So I found out that this series is directed by the same person, Kenji Nagasaki, um, and it's based on a series composition by Yusuke Kuroda. Uh, so the whole series will be done by those two, but I think the animation director's changed, but I haven't been able to find out any information this week. If you know where we can find it, please let us know. So, the start of the episode. I really liked the start. It's The, the first half covers manga chapter 102 and the second's 103. But I liked that they didn't go straight in with like a small recap of last week's episode. So it starts off with Mei, who's talking to Izuku, Ida and Yuraka in the supply room. Uh, and she's impressed with Izuku's idea of switching to using his legs. And she gets work. She gets to work straight away, creating super cute leg baby parts. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she's so busy that when Izuku starts saying he doesn't want the design to change very much, she just straight away interrupts him with a super sassy line, saying a good designer can meet all reckless, ignorant and ill-advised demands of the client. <laughs> she's so sassy already. She hasn't, she's not even an official designer. She already like has responses to everything. I know. She's like, ooh la la, May. <laughs> Say what you really think. <laughs> It made me think of Mineta last week with his semi-rude comment where he said Izuku should change his whole outfit because it was boring. <laughs> it made me think that we've not seen Mineta and May interact, but I would really like to. Oh yeah, I think it'd be interesting. She might be like, I will make it so you don't have to wear a diaper anymore. And he'll be like, thank you, and become a better person. Oh, I just want her to like rip on him, but like, in the, like he does to other people. <laughs> exactly, it'd be very nice. Uh, Power Loader agrees that if May's idea is good, she'll use it, and Izuku just looks aghast. He's really nervous at that. <laughs> May then starts making some very clever points that if Izuku needs to change his style, then he should make sure that he becomes a speed type as well. And when she discusses Ida's strength and speed comparatively to Izuku, he says that 
he's not so worried about that because he already knows how to power up and that's his move for cowling and it will help improve his strength. I just want to say I love her description of Ida as an armored car with an uh, F1 engine. It's like armored car with sports car engine. It was just like, I love that description of Ida because he's like, he's a bit bigger. So he's like a tank, but he's fast. Like if you just look at Deku, he seems like tiny, but he packs a punch. I'm glad that Horikoshi didn't make like the typical nerd. Like he's not a small scrawny guy. Like he's one of the tallest in the class and he's really muscular. Mm, He's a buff nerd. Yes. Uh, and then we see, while we're talking, we see a sad-looking Ochako watching their interaction. She's, like, apprehensive or something. It's like she, it's a weird expression. It's sad. I think she's jealous yeah. because May has got a lot of hero knowledge, and that's obviously Izuku's main passion, and she can't really share that passion with him. So she's just watching on all, all jealous. And also, he's she's felt him up, and <laughs> she hasn't. And it's also like Deku has such like a clear idea of what he wants to do while she's just like, oh, I know I want to make myself float, but that's not like, Deku's more like a clear guy to what he wants to do while she's like unsure. So I think she, I think it's both. Like she admires that and she's also jealous that she can't do that herself. Yeah. She's very confused about her feelings and we see that this episode. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then we cut to four days later and we go back to what last week's episode ended on, but from a different take. So we get the same event where Katsuki Bakugo is using his armoured piercing shot and it breaks off part of the stone, which then goes to fall on All Might. But Izuku uses his full cowling, jumps up, kicks it, breaks the stone, saves All Might. However, this time we get an ex- explanation from him mm-hmm. of how he created full cowling. And it's inspired by the quick, small and precise manoeuvres of both Gran Torino and Bakugo. Yeah, that's what we did. We didn't know before that Bakugo inspired full cowling, so that was cool. It was in the manga, but it was a very short bit. Ah, okay. And so he says that to do that, he would need the least amount of equipment possible, but also the maximum effect from that equipment. Uh, He says that he's now got... What is this word? Um, arm support braces? Ah, yes, arm... He's got arm braces, but from my writing, it looks like I've written arm breasts. <laughs> I know. I have, like, I wrote down squick, quick, squick, small movements, and I was like, what is squick? Like, squick? Like, squish? I was like, what? Uh. Yeah. Don't worry, everyone. He hasn't got arm breasts. <laughs> That's the next hero pit. Spoiler alert, manga anime only. <laughs> That's what Shezo next creates. And yeah. <laughs> um, he's got arm braces. And iron soles, which can be used for both cleats and armor. Sorry, a full metal hero, the thing. Woo! <laughs> uh, if you don't know what cleats are, I didn't know either. And they're the uh, little attachments that you get on some shoes to create traction. So it's what you use in like snow boots and also football and rugby boots. Uh, and he's called his new costume, Costume Gamma. He needed after a gym. <laughs> yeah. I don't, none of his other ones are named. There was only the one costume before, wasn't there, that got ripped. But yeah, named after a gym. Gamma is the third letter, so it's his third hero costume. It's the third letter of the Greek alphabet. Ah, the more you know. So now at 3 minutes 46 seconds, we get fully into the episode and we get the title. Uh, they then cut to Kirishima and Kaminari, and we get the the camera's perspective just moves up them to showcase their new costumes. Did you want to talk about their new costumes at all? Kirishima just has sleeves. In the anime, we don't know why. I think he kind of explains it later on, but he just has sleeves now. <laughs> but no, it's just like sleeves without the top. And it's like, <laughs> okay, Kirishima. And Kaminari's just like, I've just seen everyone joking that it looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh deck. Yeah, that's what I put. You go, Deck. Cool. But it's interesting. Uh, so they then say that they saw Izuku just sort of waltz in and show off some amazing destructive power. Kirishima's impressed because he thought Izuku was just a puncher. Uh, Izuku thanks them, but then he's so sweet. He kind of rebuts their thanks and is like, no, it go, it, you should be, it, it's all because of May and her costume and Ida helping him to learn how to use his body better. Izuku also says that he doesn't have an ultimate move yet, but All Might comes up from behind him and says that he thinks that full cowling could be an ultimate move, and it's more than just a, a stopgap as it's so effective. Eraserhead then reprimands All Might for getting too close, and All Might apologises to Bakugo, who just shouts at him to watch himself before he blasts himself away. 
Which is nice for Bakugo, really. It's nice and it's not nice. This is the thing about Bakugo that people are saying his character transition, you, you can take things in a good way and a bad way. But I think All Might takes it as a genuine concern rather than just being plain angry. <laughs> because he starts to think to himself that now he's someone that needs to be protected by everyone else. Mm. And I like the way that that bit was directed because it really made him look isolated from the other heroes, the other people there, because he's facing both away from them and down, and also everyone else in the background is blurred out. So it's like, what do you do when you're not a hero anymore? Like, he's just a civilian, really. Yeah, he probably feels like a a burden to everyone else there. Mm. Uh, So then we go back to Izuku, Kaminari and Kirishima. Izuku mentions their new look, and Kirishima says that Izuku's not the only one with a new style. We see Todoroki, and he's he's wearing a blue outfit now, and he's got uh, some gloves. We see Jiro, who's got some earphones, and Koda, who's got an eye and mouth mask. And I, oh, I really like the colours they use for Koda, because he kind of looks like a tropical bird. Yeah, it's nice that his muzzle like doesn't look scary at all. And Todoroki's thing, it looks like he has like weights on his wrists or something but that's not what it is but that's what it looks like yeah i really like his new outfit i think out of everyone his is the best change because he's his one before where the half white and then he covered himself with ice he looked so unapproachable mm-hmm. in the manga and things we were, so we're not going to spoil it but you learn a lot more about his outfit but it's so much nicer than that one he was wearing before so Kavanari says that his his change in style was huge which I don't think it is a huge style. It's just what everyone's been saying. It looks like he's got a Yu-Gi-Oh deck on his arm. Yeah, and his style is huge. But I just noticed Kaminari's eyebrows are tiny. They're just like baby eyebrows. Like, why? They're too small. I wonder if he plucks them. Maybe, but he needs to learn to stop. Or maybe he shocked most of them off when he was a kid. <gasps> and now he just, like, is constantly regrowing them. Yeah. <laughs> Kaminari keeps, he, he's saying, like, oh, isn't my outfit great? Ask about it. I'll tell you. It's seriously amazing. <laughs> But we don't get this explanation because they're interrupted by Vlad King, who appears in the doorway with Monoma and Kendo behind him. Vlad wants them out so that Class B can practice because they booked the hall for the evening. But Azawa says that they have 10 minutes left and criticised Vlad for not using his time wisely. And Vlad's so rude. I don't remember him being this rude. Like, why the antagonism? But Azawa was rude as well because he criticised Vlad's like time management and teaching style in front of all the students. Oh, well, Vlad was rude first. He just like barges in. He could have just waited the ten minutes instead of being like, "Get out." So I think like they're kind of the teachers are also helping with the rivalry between the two classes, and I think it might be kind of deliberate so that way it inspires them to get stronger because then they have like in school rivals instead of the dangerous villain rivals Manama is a better rival like safer rival than Shigaraki is so I think they're trying to like encourage in school rivalry like interclass rather than like villain or like in the class like Bakugo and Deku so I think it's like I think it might be kind of deliberate but it might maybe it's not con- the students aren't as conscious that the teachers are doing it or maybe it's just that they don't get along who knows yeah I don't I don't think they're doing it on purpose I think because we learned that Vlad is feeling competitive himself um with his class and class a yes <laughs> but i just think it's un- it's unprofessional uh, so then we go straight to monoma who is posing and asks cl- class 1a if they know that there's a 50 percent fail rate and that the class 1a should just fail and i noticed that he said a 50 percent fail rate whereas azawa when he mentioned it, he said a 50 percent pass rate so what a negative nelly monoma is yeah and his, he has a fancy suit with clocks on the belt. And it's like, what are you... I guess it's so he can time how long he has that quirk for or something. But he just looks like Tuxedo Mask, but, like, someone threw glitter on him. And I'm just like, why? Yeah, he's very... Oh, he's just monomer. Um, Izuku and Kirishima are then taken aback. And I thought that this was maybe a new expression for Kirishima that we hadn't seen. But I think it might just be because of the helmet around him that makes his face a bit different. But Monoma has a crazy laughing fit as Kaminari is asking Kendo about his costume. And she th- says that apparently because his quirk is a copy, he thinks he doesn't need anything eccentric. And Kaminari then mirrors everyone by wondering how eccentric Monoma actually is, if this is his idea of uneccentric. I think his, his costume 
It makes him look like a magician to me, which is arguably the most eccentric of all entertainers, yeah. except for circus people. <gasps> he could be a circus, you know, like the circus master, the one who introduces everyone, like a circus compare. Oh, or the ringmaster. Yes, that's what he looks like to me. As long as he doesn't go full clown in the makeup, we're good. <laughs> if he goes like, I'm going to dress up as a clown, I'd be like, no, uh, you're cancelled. I've never disliked Monument before. I always just found him quite funny. But for some reason here, I think it might be the costume that I don't like. But I just didn't like him. Uh, he's always annoyed me. But it's not like hatred. It's just that I like I know I'm supposed to hate the character. So I'm like, yeah, he's a, he's annoying. But it's not like, yeah, he's interesting. So he's like, he's, he's entertaining. You love to hate him. When Horikoshi puts the character, the, the wee character analysis is, the one he did one for Monoma, he said, oh, I know you shouldn't base characters on real people, but he based Monoma on someone that he didn't like. <laughs> no. What a diss. Yeah, Tokiomi actually thinks that Monoma's opinion is reasonable because it's their fate, their fate to crush each other in the same exam. <laughs> uh, so emo. <laughs> so emo. Uh, but Azawa says, that, no, don't worry, Like the classes will be in separate locations. We get some elaboration on this from Vlad, and we learn that there are exams in both June and September, and also they're in three different locations around Japan, but all at the same time. So there's three going on in June and three going on in September, and this stops the students from each school from fighting each other. We then get a, a whoo, a whoo from Monoma and a really obvious exhale. <laughs> before he starts off another crazy laughing fit and says that he's disappointed that he couldn't battle each other. But his whew was not missed by Kirishima. <laughs> yes. Kaminari wonders if Monoma has a diagnosis for his mental state. Uh, just asshole. But this is the second time they've mentioned his mental state because they did it in the uh, when they were in the cabin training up. And I wonder what his diagnosis is. I just love like Kirishima is like a lot and Kaminari both like a lot sassier than they usually are. I find when they interact with him. Yeah, I wonder if when they're together they're just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they're the worst, but mm. we then cut to Sero who has an ectoplasm cone behind him. He's been all taped up like a spider's web. Sero says that he didn't think about the other schools and who they would be up against. Izuku's also nervous about that, as they're applying earlier than other schools. Azawa agrees, and he said, he elaborates by saying that there are very few first years that do actually enter, like very few from the whole country that enter, so they'll be facing people that have both more experience and also unknown quirks to them, and that while the test details are unclear, what is clear is that they'll struggle, but after that, they, they shouldn't worry about it, as if they're not going to worry about it now. Uh-huh. And it's kind of cool that we get to see, like, characters in the background in shadow, and there's, like, scary silhouettes, there's a fire breather, there's what looks like an evil Mina, uh, there's a giant who looks like Auras from One Piece, and there's a dragon. Oh, I didn't notice those. Yeah, like, they're not going to worry about it now, so, like, oh, you're, like, it's clear you're going to struggle, but don't worry about it. <laughs> we go back to the dorm, and the 1A girls are all relaxing together. Ashido and Jiro are both talking about how exhausted they are, but Momo is just worried that they have less than one week before the exam. And she says that her body can't keep up with the ultimate move that she wants to do. Uh, Hagakure asks Sue as well about her new move, and Sue says that her move is even more frog-like. Yeah, and Toro would be really surprised. Oh, and I love that Sue's hair is up, and she's drinking... Strawberry milk. I just want to say, anybody who watches Jintama. Sue's hair is... Very cute. A marble. It's up at the top in the same way. You know, she does that bow at the bottom of her hair. It's up in the same way. Oh, yeah. But in, in Horikoshi's, uh, again, his little student bits, he puts that he doesn't know how, but Sue does her hair. So I don't know how she does it at the top. <gasps> I wonder if she uses her tongue. Eh, maybe. As a third hand to help do her hair. Maybe. And her hands are big, too, so I guess, like, she can, like, do more stuff with it. And maybe they're more flexible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how she does her hair. It's just frog hair. Hakuri's been asking all the girls about their ultimate moves. Ooh, dun dun dun. Tra- Ooh. When she asks Ochiko, she Ochiko just doesn't notice her at all until she's poked by Sue, which <laughs> really startles her back to the present. Sue thinks that she's tired, but Ochiko says no, she's not tired. She's instead just getting started 
Well, that's what she wants to say, but recently her heart feels stirred up. Hmm. And then straight in there, Mina just times straight and goes, It's love! <laughs> Ochako sweats. She gets super sweaty, actually. She gets hyper-blushed, and she pretends to have misheard, and she's just shouting, Love? No, she didn't shout love. She shouts, Dove? What is it? Dove? Bove? Anything that rhymes with love that <laughs> isn't love is what she starts to shout out instead. Yeah. Mina continues by asking if it's Ida or Izuku as they spend, she spends a lot of time with her. And this is too much for Ochiko. And she just hides her face in her hands, which activates her quirk, and she starts just floating up into the air. <laughs> Hage Kure pushes to find out which one it is even more. And Jiro then tells her that her sentence will be larger if she confesses. <laughs> I love that it's like, people just like kind of like lightly teasing her, being like, tell us what it is. Yeah, what's her sentence if she doesn't? <laughs> I know. Uh, she then takes her hands off to start protesting. Uh, Sue says that forcing the investigation isn't good. And I like that she says it looking to Momo, because I guess Momo's the only one that's not interested. And maybe the girls that listen to her... She's the leader. Momo more than the other one, yeah. Oh, I just want to say, they have... Hagager has a cute nickname for Momo. It's Yao Momo. I just love it. It's cute. Oh, that is cute. Uh, Momo says that they should go to bed soon because they have another early start in the morning. But as she don't, she just doesn't want to go. She's putting the most childish expression that she could be drawing because she's really like shouting all of her words and she's got her hands upright and like clenched like a, like a child. But she's and she's saying that even if it's not about romance, she will force it to be about romance. <laughs> she wants the gossip. Yeah, we go back to Ochko floating, and for a while her eyes are like she there's no iris or pupils, it's just swells. But then when she notices Izuku outside of the window, they go back to normal. This is the only bit of the episode that I didn't like. I didn't really like the music. Yeah. They're like the this harp music starts playing in the background and then it gets it starts to get more it starts to get heavier and louder. And my, I think maybe too obvious. It kind of, I don't know. It just to me it felt like they were making fun of her, but they they probably weren't. Yeah. Yeah, so she notices that Isco's in the garden and he's just sort of practicing different moves. And she, Ochiko starts to get surrounded by just bright lights, sparkles and bubbles as she watches him. Hmm. Uh, and he's comparing his moves to those of Ada. And he's beginning his mutter storms. And this makes Ochiko smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you have any um, anything to say about that scene? I just felt like she has it bad even with for his nerd murmurs. And I guess it's kind of like she's admiring, like he's cool practicing and like he's intelligent but mostly just seems like she's just like he's just he doesn't seem cool in this situation i saw someone comment about that on twitter that in the manga it was more like his kicks look really cool but here it's just straight up like she's she's in love and she just hasn't accepted it yet yeah oh i like that like, that's what makes us smart i think cause sometimes we like people because they've got qualities that we we think we don't have and we want mm-hmm. So maybe because she's nervous about herself, she's admiring that in in him. And also, it's just really nice when someone's really passionate about something. Mm, And I like how realistic it is, too. That's kind of like they're both, like, they kind of realize, like, oh, you're hanging out with them a lot. And, like, they're not just, like, I think there's a lot of stuff where there's, like, shipping or stuff. Like, characters don't acknowledge it until, like, the last second, until they have, like, this big conflict over it. But here it feels more realistic how it was brought up. And then, like, how she doesn't, she's not quite sure how she feels yet. Because Deku's are, like, one of her best friends. And I think it's fair that she's, like, trying to figure out how she feels. Yeah. The whole thing's very sweet. We cut to the day of the exam at the National National Dagobah Arena. Oh, a Star Wars reference. Uh, Dagobah is a planet and star system. It's where Yoda trains Luke. Yeah. We've been to Dagobah before, haven't we? But not this arena. Yeah, because the Dagobah Beach. So it's the same place. Ah. Oh, he reused it. Oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Mm. I forgot. Uh, Jiro's looking very nervous, and so is Mineta. He's so nervous that he can't stop shuffling about. I thought what Azawa said here was pretty much a Star Wars reference as well, because he says, it's not about whether or not you can, so go get it. I think they reminded me somewhat of the can or cannot. There is no try. Yes. And I love, like, Mineta feels like an actual character this episode. Her- he didn't do anything pervy at all this episode. He seemed like an actual character. And it was really nice that a had like, he didn't, he really weirdly flopped down to be at eye level with Mineta. He didn't, like, crouch. He, like, leaned over at his waist and was like, <laughs> just like, what are you doing? And also, Deku is holding a deal or no deal brief- briefcase with number 18 on it. And I have no idea why. 
Because that's what I thought, that maybe it was, like, their school's number 18 or something, but they would be, like, number one because they're, like, the most famous one. I don't know. What's his class seat? What's his seat in class? I wonder if it's got his costume in it. I'm going to Google it. Oh, I have no idea. He's Yeah, he's seat number 18. So I wonder if they, they're not... Because when we see them and they're first introduced to their costumes, they go into this room... And it's got um, different lockers in to where they get their uniforms out. So I wonder if you press a button, it comes out in the suitcase and then you take that suitcase to your room to get changed. So I wonder if the 18 is from his, that's his student number. So that inside that is his, uh, his, his outfit. Oh, that's cool. That's good to know. But no one else is carrying briefcases, though. It's just Deku. Ooh. But as I were bending down and giving him his quote, it works and it cheers Minetta up. Zara continues, and he says that if they pass, they'll hatch from eggs to semi-pro chicks. I like that he's got his egg and chick reference, and All Might uses the uh, the fetus one. As Kirishima gets ready to call out Plus Ultra, we see a student from the back who we don't we don't know who he is, and he steals the Plus Ultra from Kirishima. <laughs> Everyone sort of looks around startled, and then we learn that his name is Inasa. We learn this from another student. There's three students behind him. There's a, a female. There's this chap who tells him off for butting in. And then we see another student. We don't see him fully, but he's very fluffy. Inasa shouts, slaps his arms to his side, and screams that he is very, truly sorry as he bounces so low to the ground that he hits his head and it bleeds. Kaminari says, oh, what's with this guy trying to get by on just enthusiasm? I'm surprised no one made a comparison between him and Ida with with the apology where he's... Oh, yeah. I guess, like, Ida's at least, Ida's at least smarter. He's, like, enthusiastic, but he doesn't, like, harm himself with his enthusiasm. Like, he waves his hands around, but he doesn't... Yeah. This guy's, like, hurting himself, like, with his apology. Well... Ida like confirms it to like robot movements, but I guess they, they are very both very enthusiastic. The way that he moved reminded me of Ida. Mm. Uh, we get a very quick shocked face of Azawa, and then we go to Jiro and Bakugo, who between them notice that the students are from Shiketsu School, which which is the most famous school in the west of Japan and is rivals to UA. Da 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 da. With an evil-looking eyes and an ominous red background, Inasa declares that he just wanted to say Plus Ultra once, but then now he said it twice. And he loves UA, and he feels extremely honoured, extremely honoured that, that he can compete against them. The girl from before, she notices that he's got blood on him and he's bleeding. Inasa then leaves, and as he's leaving, Azawa explains who he is. He says that he's very strong and he was he came first in the recommendation group but turned down the offer of UA for unknown reasons. I think this is this is when we first learned that the recommendation group had tests, isn't it? Because before I thought people just sort of recommended them and they got in, which now seems stupid. I guess they might have recommended them they got recommended in and there was like, oh I recommend it I that doesn't really make sense. I recommended him and he got like eighty. I don't know if they did tests. I think it's just like the score of what they gave them when they recommended or like, I, I, I don't really get that either. And it's just important to note, I got so confused when he said last year because I was like, wait, is he a second year? But no, Inasa is a first year as well. So that's why they point out that some other stuff that you're going to mention. Yeah. But yeah. No, they... It's, they worded it really weirdly. I don't want to spoil it for non-manga readers. But yeah, no, they, uh, they had tests. So I guess they must... They can't, but they can't let all the recommendation students in. And when you're recommending someone, I guess you're recommending them 100%. You're not going to be like, mm, I kind of recommend this person, he's all right. <laughs> so it makes sense that they yeah. tested them. I'm looking forward to see more about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Izuku looks shocked that Inasa is a first year as well. So the other students that we see behind, that were behind Inasa, they're all second years. And Inasa so far is, is the only first year we know from Shiketsu that's joining in the exam. Um, and he reflects that he this guy must be stronger than Shota if they were in the test together. We see Shota who's looking very angry just watching 
and that's a walk off. Or he seems like very blank, and just like Anasa even like says this weird line that he's like, "I like blood," and it's like, "Okay, thanks for letting us know." And that's the episode break. We learn that Ochako likes Japanese food and that Eraserhead likes cats. That's why people draw Ayazawa with cats a lot because he loves them. I love those drawings. I love all the drawings with um, Shoto and cats as well. And the cats are always rubbing up to his his warm side, their fire side. Oh. And we see that the testing center has a really cool like twirl on top of it. Now for everyone from UA, excuse me. And there's this weird like cousin it dude who's like all free beside them. And Ciro doesn't get why he loves UA but turned down acceptance. Mina you just full on says he's a weirdo. Eraserhead is like, yeah, he's weird, but the real thing. So keep an eye out for him. And we hear a lady call out, Eraser, is that you? And he's startled and he kind of like does a shock, a little like shock. It's like he's just like clearly thinking, shit. She says she saw him on TV and at the sports festival, but it had been a while since in person and she has an awesome costume. Like I love the rings on her fingers, so like her punches are harder and she kind of has like a jester or like Harley Quinn thing going on or something. I love her hair colour. Yeah. I know we saw her very quickly in the crowd. Yes, that's what I was going to say too. At the sports festival, but I didn't realize this was her hair color. I, I love that. I didn't. They didn't fully register. Now we can see. I just love her hair color. Yeah, we saw her in at chapter thirty-four of the manga, but she had a gas mask on then. I think they also had her in the anime, but I don't know. Yeah, it just really makes her stand out. I was wondering, like, do they? Is she dyeing her hair, or like, it's it's anime logic, so who knows? Oh, Eraser's head. His eye twitches. He's just like, why? She asks him to get married, and he says no. She's shorter than him by a bit. Uh, their, their interactions are very cute. There's some funky striped background as they talk, and Mina does a little heartbreak. She's like, she, like, she already started shipping them, and Eraserhead just broke her heart. Because he's like, no, you're cute together. And Miss Joke laughs. No, good one. Eraserhead says, you're hard to talk to as usual, Joke. And I love they kind of have like nicknames for each other. Just like eraser and joke. Yeah. Some of the jokes where she's like she's really pestering him to go out of her, she one of the times she's actually blushing when she says it, so I wonder if you know when you're a child and you're like, Will you go like, Will you go out of me? And they say no, and you're like, I was only joking, and then you run away. Yeah. I wonder if she's doing that. Maybe. And Deku is very enthused because he recognizes her as the smile hero, Miss Joke. She even has a smiley belt. Her quirk is outburst. She forces those near her to laugh, dulling their senses and movements. Her fights against villains are full of craziness. We get to see her epic punch and kick some mooks. People she's beating up are crying with laughter. You can make someone pee their pants with laughter. Like, that is actually a very powerful quirk. And I also like that both of the, both Eraser and her quirk are something where they have their thick quirk, but they also need to have the physical stuff to back it up as well. I wonder if her quirk works similar to um, Shinso's quirk and they have to respond to her for it to start working. Because like, unless she can just look at people and like, laugh, because if she could do that, then I don't know. I want, there must be some sort of catch to it. That it's a gas or it's like just looking at them. I thought it was that she had to make them laugh and then she could make it like uncontrollable or something. But it's probably a gas and maybe that's why she has the gas mask or something. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I guess, like, she can't make Eraser laugh because Eraser's always just, like, looking at her be like, don't you use your quirk on me. Like, I will not laugh unless it's an evil laugh. <laughs> like, she asks him to marry her again. If you marry me, we can make a family with never-ending laughter. And Eraser says, a family like that can't be happy. She laughs so hard she spits. Suyu points out they seem close. And we learn that their agencies used to be close to each other. And they got in a cycle of helping and being helped by each other and their mutual love. And she blushes. And Eraserhead's like, no, it didn't. She points out, like, I like your quirk. Oh, I like your quick retorts. You're so worthy. And she's just teasing him. And I love it. Poor Eraserhead just attracts, like, extroverts to himself. I wonder what his idea of a happy family is. Yeah, that's what I kind of thought of, too. It made me think of Todoroki's family because that's a not happy family and I wonder like did they did they put a, try to put on a really happy front for people like we haven't seen I guess we've seen a bit of the families but none of not like I don't know I wonder what a racehead's family is like were they all like him or maybe they were super loud and that's why now he's like oh 
I just want things to be quiet. (laughs) One day he'll just be able to like hang out with his cats. Harris Red says, joke, since you're here, that means. And she goes, yes, come out, everyone. Look, people. And then I I wrote, look at people we mostly won't see again. (laughs) (laughs) We see a creepy Deku lookalike, a blonde girl, a blue man. And a person with long black hair that's kind of buff, they look kind of creepy. Deku lookalike goes, wow, it's the real thing. And the blonde girl says, amazing, I saw them on TV. It's Ketsu Butso, and it's the second year's second class. Be kind to them. The blonde hair one, her hair, uh, it reminds me of, you know that one, there's very few filler bits. You know the filler, the filler part with Sue when she's on her work experience? Mm-hmm. And she's with the... Um, the one who we think that her, they're her ears or her hair, but they're bits that have been stuck out the sides that kind of look like uh, fish gills. Oh. Where it's, it sticks out and they're blue, and they come out from the sides and they're kind of spiky. That reminded me of this blonde girl's hair. And we learn that the Deku lookalike has a name. His name's Shindo. He grabs Deku's hand and says his name. Your year must have been tough with the trouble on trouble. And then he, he's about Todoroki's height, but even so, you're all aiming to be heroes like this, huh? And he goes and grabs Kaminari's hand and says, that's wonderful. He grabs Jiro's hand. And he's so weirdly touchy. They really, they really amped his interactions here up compared to in the manga. And I think it was a really good choice. Yeah. And he winks, he winks and says, a heart of fortune. He has golden eyes. And it's like, a heart of fortune is what he believes all heroes should have from now on. That's basically meaningless. And Deku says he's so bright. Uh, Kaminari says he's a pretty boy type. I don't understand what a heart of fortune is. Neither do I. It's just mean. It's just me- it's just meaningless positivity. It is meaningless. Because you just got to be lucky, and have a heart full of money. Like I don't. I don't get it. You doesn't make any sense. Amongst you, there is Bakugo. So he's trying to find Bakugo, or I guess he kind of knows where he looks like. Who experienced the. Kam- Kamino incident. I swear they switched the spelling of Kamino. I thought Kamino was spelled with a K, but it's spelled with a C here. Ooh, yeah, it was with a K. Yeah, or maybe, I think Crunchyroll definitely had C. Sneaky buggers. But maybe I wrote it down wrong. Uh, maybe I wrote it down wrong, but I have C here, but I just like, I know it was K everywhere else. And Bakugo goes, eh. And <laughs> Shindo starts to move towards him. And he says, you have an especially strong heart. Today, I'll do my best learning from you. And he holds out his hand for a shake, and Bakugo hits it away, saying, stop pretending. What you're saying doesn't match the look on your face. And I I just basically think he's seen the real deal of sincerity from Kirishima, so he knows this guy's fake. Yeah, we... He's got... This shows a level of emotional and personal insight that I wouldn't have thought Bakugo's character would have. Mm. I guess because he's so silent compared to everyone else. Maybe he spends that time, he doesn't spend it in his head, just wishing everyone would die like we think he probably would. Maybe he's just being quiet. Like, I guess he's being quiet because he's just watching everyone. He's analysing it. Mm-hmm. He can, or he can just sense another asshole. Yeah, but I would. <laughs> oh, there's one of me in the perimeter. I think it's a bit of both. <laughs> yes. But I think this guy's worse because he's like putting on a fake front while Bakugo like puts out a more jerk front than he actually is yeah but so they're both putting up fronts but just different kinds i think in the manga it's slightly more obvious that he's fibbing because we get more of a zoom into his face as he's looking down his eyes look i don't know maybe i was just looking into it because it's what we're reading but they're sneaky looking eyes whereas here he maintains the same sort of expression the whole way through I guess, like, we don't get a really good shot of his eyes So right after Bakugo says something, and then Shindo looks down, and he's seriously sinister, and Kirishima yells, hey, stop being rude! So if Kirishima was fooled, he's basically Bakugo's babysitter. He says, sorry for his rudeness. Shindo responds, it's fine, it just proves how strong his heart is. And the blondie wants his autograph, because he's so cool at the sports festival. And long-haired person says, don't be a fan, girl. Minetta slides in behind offering his autograph, which isn't creepy. It's just a kind of cute, like, funny thing. So he's like, Minetta's gone, again, a full episode without being annoying. He was good this episode. Yeah, like, I was impressed. And Eraser says, oi, get get changed into costumes, go to orientation, don't waste time. Oh, and apparently the person with the creepy long black hair, they were unnamed until the anime. But their name is Itijiro Toteki. Uh, or actually, maybe I'll wait for the other ones, because I'm not sure if they get named later or not. 
They walk away and Jiro notes the seeing students outside UA reminds me and Kamenari finishes the sentence that UA students are actually pretty famous. After they leave, uh, Miss Joke is talking to Eraser and she's surprised saying, could it be you haven't told them Eraser? And I just want to say she has really pretty eyes and she seems to have genuine concern, but Eraserhead doesn't respond, he just walks away. And we see that there's lots and lots of students. And a very tired guy is doing a presentation saying, let's do this provisional exam thing. We learn he's Mira from Hero's Public Safety Commission. Very quiet. And he says that the kind of sleep he likes is non-REM sleep. And it's nice to meet you. He holds his head down. I've been so busy. I haven't gotten much sleep. We're too short staffed. I love his voice actor. He does such a good job. He's just such a good job. Yes, he's just tired. It's so funny. He says, with this conviction, I will lead your orientation. It's like, just let this man sleep. And Deku thinks he's not hiding his exhaustion at all. Is he okay? Ochiko is also worried. We learned there's 1,540 participants uh, in this free-for-all exercise. I, I did some boring maths here. So there's 1,540 examinees. But in the three locations, that means that there's 4,620 overall, all taking the exam at the same time. Oh, wow. And so in the whole year, that's 9,240 people, unless some of them retake it later on. But we're not sure if it's a one-shot deal yet. Ooh. But 9,240, that's a lot. Of, and that's just from, from one year. I guess they could be in year one, year two, and year three, but that when he says that the the country is oversaturated with heroes, that's that's a lot. Yeah, it's a hell of a lot. He's right, but that's not not all these people are becoming heroes. But I guess if half, if you take what we've heard so far, that half of those become heroes, like half of nine thousand. Yeah, it's still a lot, especially when it's on top of the police. And he says society is saturated with heroes. Ever since Dane was arrested, many have shown doubts about the current state of heroes. People say that heroes should not seek compensation, the title given to those who have sacrificed all of themselves, um, one for all, I guess. <laughs> he says, as a private citizen, no matter what the motivation, to tell someone risking their lives to save others not to risk a reward, that's kind of iffy. And I guess, like, like I kind of agree with that, that, like, Maybe it is bad that some heroes just want the money, but it's also like they're risking their lives. Like we still pay police officers and doctors and nurses and all that. So like just because you're risking your life to save somebody doesn't just mean you can't, that you're too honorable to be paid. It's like you still need to live and be a person, but I don't know. Oh, I think he is right, especially if you're doing it all the time. Like, we know what sort of struggles like Spider-Man had with making a living. <laughs> If he could do it just out in the open, it's much easier for him. Yeah, and it's an interesting response to the stain argument that I haven't really seen anybody give. Like, most people kind of, like, argue back and forth about the heroes, but it's just, like, they are people and they need to live. Yeah. And so it's the ruthless story of these modern times. But anyways, <laughs> it just shakes it away. Whether for compensation, for loyalty and courage, the result of many heroes working hard together to help people and defeat villains is that right now, the time when an incident begins to when it resolved is so short, it'll make you sick. So basically, it is a very, very fast-paced place. That, like, crimes happen in seconds, and you have, like, seconds to chase down the guy, and, like, seconds, split seconds matter in this situation. He's so tired. At the end of one of these episodes, I guess in between, maybe, the, the breaks of the different tests, I'd like to see a bonus bit at the end of one of the episodes where Azara just, like, lends him his sleeping bag. It's like, go have a nap. Go have a nap for a little bit. Borrow my sleeping bag. You need it more. <laughs> they should be friends. And I swear that I, like, we learned more about his quirk, and I tried looking it up on the wiki, and the wiki didn't have anything, but I swear we learned about it. But maybe, well, maybe the, the, hopefully the anime will refresh my memory. And uh, we see a huge group shot and there's a guy in a toga, there's a spearhead guy, a guy with a star a star in his hair, there's a girl with a hat, there's a guy who looks like the thing from the Fantastic Four, but he's yellow and has a block on his head, there's a guy with a helmet, and then there's a horse head guy, there's a green plant man, and there's a guy who's in a Napoleon outfit. I just love the horse head guy, he's the best. And he has a knight friend beside him. Some of them reminded me of uh, extra Rick and Morty characters. I've only seen a bit of that. Uh, and he says, you're all about to receive your provisional license and finally throw yourselves into the rapids. 
Those who can't keep up the speed will find it tough. Accordingly, what you'll be tested on today is speed. It just makes me think, luckily, Decker's now a speed hero. How fortunate. Ugh. And the first hundred to pass the requirements will pass. A hundred out of 1,540. And Momo notes I, I just wrote mom here <laughs> poor i'm sorry bobo asks didn't they say half would pass that's less than one percent suyu points out and jiro's nervous and the officials say luck and all that and the way of the world here are the requirements so that kind of harkens back to a heart of fortune you have to be lucky to be a hero yeah they, they need luffy luck <laughs> yes uh and they put they have to put three targets on their body. As long as it's exposed, no soles or armpits. They'll have six balls. The targets light up when hit by a ball. All three lights light up. You're out. Whoever lights the third target gets the credit for the defeat. And you get through by defeating two people. That's it. That's the, those are the only rules. No, don't kill people. That's just the rules. And Deku says, just like the entrance exam. Which, it's not really like the entrance exam at all, but going against people is completely different from robots. They have exactly enough balls to pass. <laughs> and they seem to recommend swooping in and stealing kills from other people. And we get a very intense Ochiko and Ida and Bakugo. They all think that it's harsher than entrance exam. After we open, we'll pass out the stuff. Start in one minute after everyone gets their stuff. And Todoroki even wonders, like, what does open mean? The ceiling opens and the whole room unfolds like one of those rectangles you had to build in class out of paper to like learn about the concept of rectangles. It's, I don't know, it's really cool. It, the only I had to add there was that when they think that it's harder than the, um, the entrance exam, I think it's fairer. Because if you, it doesn't disadvantage those who don't have a physical quirk. Mm -hmm. So like where's uh, Shinso would be, he just couldn't even enter the entrance exam for this one he would do well he would just have to speak to someone they respond and then he'd be like take my free balls put them on all your targets boom mm -hmm. he's done like he'd just have to say it to people it'd be so much so it's much better for everyone with all their different encompassed quirks mm -hmm. we learned there are different areas there's a freeway mountains a factory trees and a waterfall pond there's a big city and a little city sorry oh deku says it's unnecessarily big and the tired man also says it's unnecessary. He hopes developments are speedy so we can go to sleep. And there are people watching in the seats. It's mainly probably just teachers, but maybe some scouts as well. A racerhead is sitting a few seats away from his joke. He's like, please leave me alone. Who tells him his fly is down. <laughs> He's much further away from her than he is in the manga. <laughs> I think that makes oh, it funnier. I love like, in the manga, it's there's just like one or two seats oh, in between. But, like, he's so I far away. She must be having fly. to shower him. He's like, like you haven't expelled anyone. <laughs> sweatpants like what is he wearing and he wonders why is everyone around me so noisy and she can't believe he still has 20 students it's unusual he hasn't expelled anyone i just want to say ex just expel him oh no i like him keep him in <laughs> okay he can stay <laughs> and she <laughs> says you like your class this time and he says not really it's like you're full of shit eraser head she laughs don't get embarrassed and she says, that's so lame, and also go out with me. And he just says, shut up. She says, strange, there's no way you didn't know about that. She kind of changes the subject. If first people win, people won't go against their own school, so it's best to team up with power already known. I think it's the opposite. I, I like, I, maybe I'm evil, that I would, like, try to take out my own classmates. Because oh. they're near me, and I can just do it really quick, and they wouldn't expect a betrayal. That is mean, I would not. <laughs> Yeah, they live with these people as well, and even if you don't live with them, you have to spend all your training and things with them. Oh, that is mean. No, you wouldn't. I think they'd be like, actually, you can't be a hero. That's a little too evil. You would do it. It's not just mean. It's like it's really gutsy as well. I think maybe yeah. even if I thought about that, I wouldn't have the guts to do it. That's the problem. It's like I would think of it, but then I wouldn't do it. <laughs> even Bakugo doesn't do that. <laughs> I'm worse than Bakugo. Yeah, how much fun are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a secret asshole. It's more fun that way. 
And Deku says, everyone, don't get separated. Move as a group. Ochiko and Ida agree. Bakugo just side-eyes him, and he says it's not a field trip, and he pieces out. Hiroshima says, idiot, wait, and chases after him. Come back, my love. Todoroki also goes <laughs> I know, it's pretty much what it is. Todoroki also goes on his own, saying it's hard to use his power in big groups. And Miteta says, oh, I think, did I, Mineta says, no time, let's go. I don't know if that's right or not. Uh, I, I guess it was. Maybe I meant Midoriya. Is he, is, no, is he saying that to Midoriya? Because Midoriya starts to run after him and he's like, no, 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 we don't have the time, leave him. Uh, okay, so <laughs> I think Mineta just like, just please stay here and make sure that I don't get out. And Miss Joke says, every year the test is different, but the tradition is, and then we cut to Deku saying, not a good idea to go off on your own, as everyone knows their powers already because of the sports festival, says Ida. Ida, like, finishes the sentence. Uh, UA own, is the only school that broadcasts their sports festival, revealing quirks, strategy, and weaknesses. Other schools will figure it out, and it'll become a battle of schools, according to Deku. And they, they'll start thinking of which school to go for first. If you, if you like them, should have told them what happens every year, the crushing of UA. And everyone's flying in midair, balls in hand. Dun, 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 dun. And Deku knew it. Someone's saying, I saw it on TV, the superpower that always destroys itself. Well, if a nail sticks out, then you gotta hammer it down. That's a saying in Japan yeah. that's pretty common. So it's like, the unique person gets knocked down. Yeah, but you would go after UA as well, wouldn't you? Because then you'd get, yeah. if you took one out, you'd get bragging rights. You'd be like, oh, did you see me take out that UA kid? I'm so cool. Exactly. And we flash back to All Might saying that Full cowling was effective for the exam. Deku full cowl's shoot style. He hits the balls away. Very cool. It's a good thing he didn't put his target on his feet. Yeah, I don't know if he kicks them all. Or he create, when he kicks, he creates enough wind oh. that it surges them all back. Because I think this is this is the first time where we see him use a move and it might, the, the wind it really plays a big part, just like All Might. Oh. When he uses his strength, the wind created from the strength is a big part of that as well. Mm. That way he doesn't have to hit every ball, he can just kind of like knock away with wind pressure. I don't know if he's quite aware of that yet, but it seems like here he is. Racer says there's no reason you didn't tell them, but in the end it wouldn't change anything, they just have to overcome everything. Dark Shadow hits away the balls, Ochako just flies away, <laughs> she's like bye. Zero uh, tapes up the balls, Mina acids them away, and Minato whacks them away with his beads. Uh, his that move just makes me think of you calling it A or B. I know, I was trying to avoid saying it this time. <laughs> but he's just like swinging. <laughs> and they're sticky. He's just throwing great. <laughs> I think Azawa is right though when he said uh, that there was no need to tell them. Because there was no need. Because they kind of worked it out of themselves and it would just stress them out more. Especially considering he'd already probably stressed them out. But like, oh, it's clear you're going to struggle. Yeah. Why, why stress them out more? That'd be chill. And you can see Momo protecting Hagagura. She's just floating targets and gloves. And Su and she's protecting Suyu as well. Yeah, she's protecting all three of them. Because I guess Sue, other than like whacking her tongue, which is very thin, I don't know how else she would protect herself from the, the I, onslaught of I can hear your cat in the background if you have a cat. Oh no, I'm sorry, that's my chair. I'll stop moving. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought it was a cat. <laughs> oh, no, fine. I'm wriggling around on my chair. I'm sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> that's fine. And uh, the shields have these, like, bracers on them that you can hold them. Like, there's some weird thing sticking out. I don't know what it is, but I think it's just that, like, you can brace it. And Ida's just running around. Sorry, are the bits that you can hold on the inside? So you can lift them up? Oh, yeah, so they're just like um, medieval yeah. shields where you can hold them up and you can move with them. I get that's like reminiscent of the uh, yeah the ending song where they're all fantasy creatures and Momo's dressed like a sexy knight, a shield. Oh yeah, that could be cool. Uh, and I just wrote, green asshole is shocked. I think that's Shindo who I mean. And Eraserhead says, a hero is someone who can turn around a bad situation. If you become heroes, everyone will know their quirks anyways. Very true. So I'm sorry, but we're looking further ahead. And we get very epic music. And the results of intensive training, Deku says, everyone, let's keep going like this. Everyone agrees. There's a cool group shot. And we also, okay, if you look, you can see Kaminari is not with them anymore. 
So the people missing are Kaminari, Bakugo, and Todoroki, and Hiroshima. So four people are gone. Yeah. I don't know where they are. Dun, 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 dun. It is a good group shot. Yes. And that's the end of that episode. It's a pretty good episode. Like, it's nice that they always start, like, a little slow, and then they get, like, the big, the action begins without, like, quite beginning. It's just we get to see them be cool. I loved this episode. This is this is my favourite arc, and I loved this episode. It does so well <laughs> at amping you up for the rest of the tests, and you get uh, the kids do so well. It's I loved that they showed all of how, how they use their different moves to rebut all of the balls. It's also good that we kind of just see like two key students from the different schools. It's just really cool that we've got like. Others, you've known there were other hero schools ever since, like, when Deku was like, oh, mom doesn't matter, it's not you, I can go to another one. But now we actually see that there are, like, respectable schools that are, like, hero schools. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed the episode. What would you give out of five? Oh, uh, four. Four out of five? I think I'd give it a five. The only bit I, w- I didn't really like is I didn't like the the uh, the music being so elaborate mm. with Ochaku's little love fest but that was it everything else I loved it and there was lots of good character character interactions and oh. I guess like my only complaint is just the same for the manga that it's very fast like we hear that it's a week left till the exams and it cuts to the exam right after that and I kind of wish we could have gotten a bit more of their training and stuff but I guess like the whole point is that we're gonna get 